Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Search Podcast. It's Mike, Joe, Ibby, Craig, and shout outs to Alex joining us as well. We got some people in the background hanging out today. We are recording on October 14th. This is a Thursday at around 3 p.m. So if there's any news in this desert of a news week, we will not be covering it. Although I wish it was here. Because, Joe, there really isn't a whole lot. No, not at all. And by literally, a whole lot, zero. I mean, like, there's been no news. Yeah. No news at all. Through since... all the sites that we check. Yeah, it's a, it's a magical week for Pokemon. We do have a couple things to talk about, though. We always have our conversations ready to go for this podcast every week. We are going to talk a little bit about our celebrations experience at the beginning of the show. But before we get into that, Joe, how are you doing on this Thursday afternoon? Um, so far, not as productive as I wanted to be today, but, uh, we're going to start off getting stuff done and we're going to do this podcast, talking about some cards. And then I got to practice some music because I've practiced this weekend. So I got to make sure I don't get yelled at. Don't want to get yelled at, especially mm. if you have to say it's because you, uh, you were recording a Pokemon podcast. Yeah, like I, like I know some other people understand. Like, if I were to record a Pokemon or talk about Pokemon, you know, like it's kind of important. But I don't think my conductor will understand. Like, just doesn't get it. Yeah, not everyone does. Glad to hear you're. You know, you know what? I'm glad to hear you're doing well. And it's okay to say you're not productive. Some days it's a good thing to be not productive. It might be better for the coming days for you to not be productive on today's list of things. Because I'm the productive Saturday and Sunday. There you go. And you know what? And you don't want to go into overdrive, right? You don't want to overwork to the point where you're sitting there like, yeah, I got nothing. And then I feel like I feel like you end up getting less done at that point. Yeah, I, that, that was a strange thing when I was going back to school for my, my, my schooling was I took a different approach to it is when I got to like nine, ten o'clock and I'm studying and I was tired and said, OK, I'm done. I'm going to bed, even though if I may have felt unprepared because rest was way more important and it it worked out really well <laughs> strangely enough i was never an a student i was now well and i mean once you get past a certain time of night you're not really gonna retain it yeah and that and that we even talk about that in a way with like playing card games right that's the whole thing about when you go play a regional when you go play international or anything of that nature nine rounds plus it's difficult yeah, and, and you that's start why and you start early in the morning. Cause I don't know, like when we mean Ibby went to Internet's a while ago. Like I think we stayed up a little bit too long watching TV, getting our decks ready and things like that. And I didn't really fall asleep until like midnight one because I was super excited about it. And then I felt like trash the next day. Well, obviously I didn't didn't go very far, and that's all right. But yeah, it, it was hard to underestimate that. Well, and, and you gotta think about it. Even if you are rested. Playing basically 10 plus hours of Pokemon in a row, best of threes, very intense. It's for those reasons why you need to like practice your deck so much, right? Yeah. You have when you have less less rust based on muscle memory, then you can attribute all of your brain power to those matches because as the day goes on, you get tired and eventually it's just not worth it because you're not going to retain anything. You're not going to keep up the consistency. So you got to. You got to come into the tournament ready to go so you don't have to rely so much on your brain the whole way through. You know, you need to think about matchups, you need to think about what your opponent's doing, but if you come in 
and you're not rested and you're not prepared, half the time you're going to be thinking about your deck and what you have available, and you're just gonna you're just gonna fizz out. And I'm sure it's it's really the same way with school. Everything else good though? Yeah. Good. Glad to hear. This past week, hopefully you've gotten your hands on some celebrations product. If you haven't, hopefully you do in the near future. Joe, I know you've gotten your hands on a decent amount of celebrations. I've got my hands on a little bit as well. What are your opinions and your experiences so far with the set? Because this is, although we've had specialty sets in the past, we've had many sets. This is a more and more normalized thing as the years go on. This one, though, in particular was different. Celebrating the specific anniversary of the game itself, of Pokemon. What were your feelings as you went through opening the set and your general experience overall? So I want to start off this way is that like the, the past year or so, right? The pandemic has been pretty crazy to the point where even older packs are hard to come by when like in the past we've seen like black and white packs just in there for like two, three bucks a piece sometimes at a target, you know? And so now it's becoming that more inkling. It's like, I like to pull something just like that in something that's more accessible. Um, so with the celebrations things, I kind of had those feelings. This is like the, actually the most excited I was about opening a product. Probably since I was a kid or when I first got into the game and I pulled that Tapu Lele GX. Um, I... I enjoyed every single thing, even like the stuff I keep on pulling over, like Kyogre's or um, Reshiram's or whatever they are. Beautiful arts. Every single art I pulled is beautiful. And I don't mind having extra of those. And honestly, the bulk is the bulk, but then I can give them to my nephews. I can have enjoyed that kind of stuff too. But the pull rates of the things you get are just phenomenal so far. Like I got, I got two ETBs. I got two more on the way. And I, I pulled two full art researches and it made me happy. Like I was excited. I pulled some the 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 callback base set uh blastoise. I never pulled any of those in base set, the, the starters. So I was, I was super excited to get those things. Shiny and magic carp, like a, a, I like magic carp. I think it's a, I got a callback on one of those. So I was like super excited to be able to kind of get access to some of these like legendary cards throughout the years. So I was really excited about this whole thing. I think the ETBs, if you can find them at retail value, are a phenomenal price for what it is. Oh, yeah. If you can find them at value, you know, you're probably going to end up paying a little more at a local card store, which is okay, because of the level of product in them and how much they are sought after. But overall, yeah, I think if you can find these, especially at face value, that'd be incredible. Because, I mean, the ETB, what, you get five normal packs, and then 10 celebration packs. And sure, they're only four cards a pack. But the whole exciting part about this set and what makes it different than most mini sets, you're guaranteed to pull something. You know, one way or another, every card of it is a hollow. Even the cards that, that are just like the legendary. So you got Ho-Oh, Lugia, Zekram, Reshram. You know, you go down the list of the legendaries. Most of those, like, red and blue, X and Y, Polar opposite legendaries are in that mini set in terms of the standard cards. And then you're guaranteed something one way or another. You're going to be getting hollows, going to be getting rares. There's no other option. And I feel like that alone, even if these weren't callback cards, it'd still be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? You just know you're always going to get a rare. 
Yeah, and like you have like the Reshrev and Zekrom, they're part of the same gem, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like if you like the wolf like stencil arts almost and you put them side by side, they're looking at each other. Uh even the Zacian V and the Zamazenta V, someone points it out, they're side by side arts. Yeah, Ho and Lugia are the same. There's a few of them like that. So I everything about this set like is great. Like like I was talking to uh one of our the, the card store we go to, one of the guys that work that works there, John, who's handles a lot of the Pokemon stuff, who we're talking about like the full art research is great, but sometimes I wish that stamp wasn't there. So like something like that, I would just kind of like to have like a pure card of it. But that's just super nitpicky, honestly. But the pull rates are just great. Yeah, they are. And, and the fact that it's such a thoughtful set, too, is really nice. Yeah. Because they could have gone back and grabbed kind of randomized cards, but they grabbed very popular Pokemon, very popular mechanics. I mean... Team Magma's Groudon. Every time I saw that open, someone was like, I remember opening that card, or I remember my friend had that card. You see, obviously, Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur, which we've seen those cards printed a billion times. It doesn't change the fact that you have a kid or even someone our age that made a missed base set opening. When you open that card, you open that card. It's, it's, a, different, it's a different feeling, too, from Evolutions, too, because uh, everything still retains the same image. Of that basic card, uh, the number, the the even the border color and the thickness of the border color is retained from what Wizards of the Coast had. So uh, everything they did about bit it did about it was a huge um, success in my opinion. Well, there's a special foil to it, you know. Again, yeah. it comes back to that thoughtfulness. These cards were very thoughtfully designed, and and they're all the original, like you said. The serial number from the set, the design of the car. I mean, like, let's take, let's take something like the Dragapult Prime, which is a promo, or the Zacian Level X, which is a promo. Those cards didn't exist back then, obviously, but the illustrators were able to make a new Pokemon in an old card style and bring back the same feeling and the same design, which is super impressive. I feel like. If you had someone draw something 10 years ago and said, all right, do the same style 10 years later, like that same feeling, that same flow, it's probably not easy to do. No. And honestly, like, I really kind of hope they do this in their future sets again and do this something similar again. Even taking those type of promo cards of Pokemon that never existed, I'd love to see that in that slot in the packs. Opening that up, I think, would be super sweet. What, just in a normal pack? Yeah, putting those promos like like that into a normal pack. Oh, yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. It's, I, I think it's just a combination of everything, though, right? Like you said, the original feeling of the card, the style matches the era the cards were made in. And a lot of these cards were opening in like the Celebrations packs are reprints of the design. So not necessarily they were redrawn, but those promos especially, like Light Toxitricity. The Delta Species Mimikyu. These people came back and created their style again with newer Pokemon. That's incredible. It's awesome. And I agree. It was a joy to open this set. It was a joy to open it. I've opened my fill. I didn't get as much as you did. I'm completely content. Uh, I don't want to open any more. I didn't necessarily get like every chase card I wanted, but I'm good. Like I, I felt my value was justified. 
I enjoyed opening the packs. I enjoyed just looking at the cards. It wasn't like I was surprised about pulling things, but it was just really awesome. And it was an awesome feeling to get these packs knowing, hey, I'm putting money into something and I'm guaranteed to get something out of it. I'm not going to buy an ETB and open one base rarity V that's a dollar. Right? I'm not I'm not going to buy a booster box and maybe open four or five Vs that I'm never going to touch ever again because they're either unplayable or I need a play set of them. These are cards we're opening and they're probably going to go right in the binder. But you know that when you buy them and you know you're going to get them. And I think that's that's my favorite part about it at least. Does that mean if you're a collector that wants value, I don't care how many times this set gets printed. If we've learned anything from evolutions, the value will exist. Now, how long it will be till the value exists is one thing. You know, how long did evolutions take? I feel like it took like way longer than it should have for it to spike. Well, it was the it was the boom. Like the pandemic boom, right? Yeah. And now that's probably not going anywhere though. No, I think I thought it would creep back down, but I think people are just so back invested into it. It's it, I don't think it'll go back down even if, when this whole well, thing even finishes. I mean, I guess to be fair though, it has gone down to a considerable degree. Like it's not insane. But it was ho- higher than it was pre-pandemic. Oh, and, and yeah, it very much is and it's going to stay that way. You know, people have realized that that Pokémon is an asset. You know, and and a lot of us view it as an enjoying hobby and part of our lives growing up. But also now we've learned that Pokemon is a valuable asset no matter what, collecting-wise. Yeah, so I'm trying to think about this in this way. So when you value of a card, right? Let's say it's at 30%, 35% pre-pandemic, jumped to 100% at the pandemic. And I would say it dropped down to, what, 60 to 75%, like a card value. Which I think is now more a little more reasonable. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it, it's it's still up, but it's not unreachable. It just proves that the value exists. So that's like for me, I don't. I'm not going to keep every one of these cards for the rest of my life. There's a few of them I will. But like, I guess birthday Pikachu. Like, I just opened that. I'll keep that. That's a really cool promo. Some of these cards, I might be keeping in my binder. Going, hey, these might spike one day, and I want to be ready when they do. And that's okay, too, because, again, you know you're getting value out of the set. Whether you are looking for a profit, whether you are looking for enjoyment, whatever it is, this set's going to give that to you. So I, I implore that if you're going to open a set, you just want to open cards, if possible, without over, overextending. We do not support any form of scalping on this show. We never have. If you've listened to us, you know that we are very frowned upon on that. But if you can reasonably get this product, I would very much recommend it. And I think I speak for both of us when I say that because you're going to enjoy it. Even if it's not as many cards, even if it's done quickly, you're going to enjoy it. So I really, I really think it's an awesome. Yeah. Kind of think about at this point. We've recorded 130 plus episodes, and you mentioned you guys hear me a lot talking about how I am not a collector. I not that I'm going to collect this whole set, but I enjoy it. That's how that's how good it is. You enjoy collecting it. Like I wouldn't mind collecting it. I'm somewhat kind of close to, except for all the the uh, the callback cards and stuff like that. Well, and but... the callback cards are aren't aren't going to be hard to get because as of right now, so many people are opening the set that the prices are are not bad at all. Now the only biggest callback card you're going to pay for, and that's just 
the way it is is Charizard. Yeah, and that won't go down. No. I mean, it might go down to under 100, but it's not going to go down by much. No. But we can talk about this forever. Again, hopefully you have had a chance to open the set if you have an interest to. If you still have an interest but haven't, keep your eyes peeled. I would bet they're going to be printing this set in pretty big waves from the feeling yeah. I'm getting. Um, when I talked to John at the store, he said that they already confirmed three waves of prints. Right, which is massive. And, and, and in the past, that would mean that we're going to get really poor quality cards. That's not oh, something I have noticed. People have actually, I, I've seen some picture people, pictures of people yeah, um, opening up some poor quality cards. Like you'll see some hollows scratched underneath, things like mm-hmm. that. But it doesn't seem very consistent in that point. But there are some, there, there is some quality stuff going on. That's fair. I guess to that point, that is fair. We probably will see that. I'm just glad I haven't opened an EX or a GX. Tapu Lele, one and two fifty. Yeah, hardest card to get in the set, guys. Tapu Lele, that's a no lie. It seems like they made the more recent cards harder to pull, which makes sense. And in um, okay. But like even that, that's a thoughtful change. That's my last plot, and then we're done ranting about it, I swear. That is a thoughtful change to the set. Making a card like Tapu Lele, you could get a billion of them right now for two dollars or less. Making that the hardest card to open. Pokemon doesn't do that. You know, you'd think that the hardest card to open would be the Shining Magikarps, the Umbreon Gold Stars, the Birthday Pikachu, the the calling cards for the three starters. You'd think those would be the hardest, and they're not. I'm not saying they're easy, but the fact that Tapu Lele GX and like cards like Mega Ray, who I guess is out of the reach of some of our player base, the fact that those are the hardest cards to open is just a good thing all around because you probably have one. Like, I have a rainbow Tapu Lele. I don't want a Celebrations one. If I got one, cool, but I don't want one. I have a Mega Ray sitting in my binder. Five five feet from me right now. I don't want one. I already have one. I want these calling cards because I may have never opened those growing up. So again, shout-outs to Pokemon on this set. I think they really knocked it out of the park. Any other final comments on Celebrations, Joe? No. I, I really hope they continue doing things like this. Yeah, I agree. And that kind of brings us into our, our topic for today. We were we were kind of talking before the show about just the rotations in general for Pokemon. You know, we usually get about five to six sets a year. Most of those are just bulk rotation sets where you get 18,000 cards in every set. Two of them are playable. It's just kind of how it feels. Now we are getting sets with three billion cards in them, including a couple alternative arts. So although you feel like there's more of a reason to open it, there's actually more fluff than there's ever been. What I wanted to talk about is, is what can Pokemon learn from a set like Celebrations in terms of just rotation? Because we have this mini set, and I get it, it's a 25th anniversary. So I'm not saying give us an anniversary set every year. It's not what I'm going to say. But what I will say is, how can you get this feeling out of the collecting player base as a whole the community how can you keep that feeling of these mini sets and keep it consistent and and, and i guess the fact that it isn't consistent also makes it special but what i wanted to talk about is would it be realistic for pokemon to eliminate let's say the november set or the august set 
and just make it a mini set every year. Doesn't mean it's this type of set, but it's a mini set. Whether it is a celebratory set, whether it is an a mini set geared toward expanded, what can they do with this mini set concept and apply it to the general rotation to just make things a little smoother? Because I feel like over the past year and really longer than that, there have been so many complaints of, look, I get it. There's so many good chase cards. There's so many cool cards I want to play with, but 95% of the cards I open have just as much value in the trash can as they do in my box. Let's be honest with it. Am I wrong? No, you're not. I mean, like the arts are cool. The Pokemon are cool. If you're a fan of like, I don't know, like Sawaddle, go you. Shout out to Sawaddle. But every time Sawaddle's printed, it's 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 a it's a penny card. It sticks to the bottom of my cup from Arby's. Yeah, and you're gonna open seventy of them. And it's just, what if we removed a set? Right? What if we removed a set and maybe took those playable cards and spread them out throughout the standard sets that would survive? So let's say we go February, we get a normal set. Okay, so that's like Sword and Shield base. You follow me, Joe? Yeah, I'm listening. So we have Sword and Shield base. February goes by. Then in May, we get Rebel Clash. August, we get Darkness Ablaze. And then in September, we got Champion's Path. In November, we got Vivid Voltage. My conversation topic is, if you just eliminated Vivid Voltage, maybe not the cards themselves, but just put them in other sets and moved Champion's Path to November. That is the November set. We have a mini set. And you just made it more collectible. So it wasn't a standard set necessarily. It was like this, where there's 20 cards you can play in standard, 20 cards that you can collect, or like 20 expanded cards that you could use in expanded play. Would that, do you think that would upset the player base to be removing a standard set and move it down to basically four main sets a year? Or do you think it would be more beneficial overall? So I would kind of retinker and restructure what your proposition is. So based on your proposition, uh, I could imagine the player base being a little more upset. So what I would maybe suggest is taking that champion's path section right there that specialty set and make it something similar to our 25th anniversary product where it's a little more unique lesser cards things like that but what i would interesting to do like you mentioned bringing some standard things bringing some expanded things even take those promo cards that we have for the 25th anniversary, like the Dragapult, the level X um, things like that, and make those the kind of different cards as a yearly thing as a in the pack. So what I'm thinking is something in terms of a year in review for standard. Get some alternate arts, something a little bit different. Get a little bit of expanded in there to help. Um, the player base, if they want to do that or collect it, like for example, they can probably reprint the gold um, propagation execute, right? That would be pretty sweet to get in a specialty set. So I, I would like to see Pokemon do something similar to that. Take that Champion's Path, reduce it down to these like four card packs that like we have in celebrations, and increase that pull rate. 
of something beautiful and great. Make it a, a celebration of the last year standard and something from expanded. Yeah, That's so like, what I'd like to see. So like kind of take the premium collections that we get from time to time, usually yeah. really late, like the shiny GX, whatever that was in Japan. Yeah. And just kind of downsize. Yeah, downsize it. Throw some shines in there if you want to. Throw some changed up cards. But I want them to be cards that were playable. So for example, if Ultra Ball comes out, I want like Ultra Ball reprint of some kind, nice interesting one. Or if Flaffy is a still big thing is a big thing for some reason. Give me some like interesting flaffy card, little textured here and there, or a full art or full art of a normal card like their flaffy is coming out with eventually. Like those full art type of things could be in these type of mini sets, right? Like that's what I'd love to see from that. Take those full art cards, put them in those mini set, uh, some reprints of these uh, standard deck cards, uh, maybe a reprint of an Italian or a Drizzle, um. Give me something from expanded. Maybe put that uh, computer search in that spot. Yeah, just like the A specs in general. Yeah. Or like, like, what if you made a set like, okay, this November, or sir, let's say you're September. Like you said, you want still want to keep the November set. Yeah. This this September, you have a mini set, but the secret rares are the best cards from the black and white era. Yeah, like the rare slot or the or the. Maybe maybe it's the reverse rare slot. So you keep a specialty yeah. set. The rares are standard rotation, like Champion's Path would have been. But yeah. the reverse slot has a chance to open Propagation Egg and Ace Spec, something. And they're playable. They're not just like tournament. They're not illegal for tournaments. They're made with, with new arts. They're revisualized, but they are cards in Expanded. Yes. Just yeah. like we're opening these calling cards, because every once in a while in the reverse rare slot for celebrations, you get a calling card. And that calling card can be in play to expand depending on which one you grab. Right. I, I think it's I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be awesome. It's and it could change every year. One yeah. year it could be expanded. One year it could be a shiny vault. One year it could be these classic cards reimagined. Get a reprint of a shaman EX. Just a reason to be excited to open these mini sets. If we're going to fight so hard to get them, make it super, super enjoyable. Because again, yes, we love opening sets, but let's be honest, most of the year, like, what are we really opening? We're just buying singles. Yeah. I mean, we're, if you're buying a booster box, you're probably just buying it to, like, all right, just open packs. Maybe I can pull something worth $300 and flip it right away. See what the Poke Gods want me to play. Sometimes I'll do it that way. Yeah, stuff like that. And, and with celebrations, it's like, I'm just opening up cool cards no matter what. Yeah. And that's what I want from these mini sets. I, I, just, I just want them to stay. It's a, it's a greedy thing, but I want them to stay. And that's why I would offer up a standard set for it. I really would. I really would. Like, like if, it, if it means that mini set would exist for one full set um i guess i'm willing to do that but i think it's fair to ask for that mini set you usually have to be something like the celebrations well i'm saying just like to get rid of the fluff right like there's great cards in vivid voltage for the example we're using but those cards could be spread out into the other sets they don't have to disappear and then i guess the only 
the argument against it, there's two ones that I can think of. One, Pokemon wants to make money. So why make less sets? It's the obvious one. Yes. Two, you are removing a large group of cards from the standard rotation. Right? Like, that's going down from five sets to four sets really lowers the, the, the pool of cards to choose from. But that's also something that could be tinkered with in the fact that you could remove fluff from Rebel Clash and Darkness Ablaze and put in some cards that would have been in Vivid Voltage into those sets. It's not like we stay consistent with Japan. Right? We, we usually combine two of their sets, or three, and then we cut out like 60 of the cards. So it's not like we can't do that. It's not like we can't. So I, I, I guess the biggest argument against it is just financial, right? Pokemon wants to make more money if they keep printing sets. That's about it. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's like coming back to looking, we're looking for quality over quantity. I, I just want the enjoyment out of it, too. Like, I really don't care. Like, Fusion Arts is going to be cool, but I'm not, like, thrilled to buy a booster box. I'm just going to buy singles. Yeah, I've been debating it because I saw some pre-orders of Heredity, and I was like, eh, do I do it? Do I not do it? And I ultimately said against it because looking at the set, there's not really much I want from there. Yeah, it just... It doesn't give the same feeling. And it's not like this is a, a crazy topic that everyone's feeling about. It's just something that Joe and I were talking about kind of just throughout the week with celebrations being around and how excited we were so excited to open it actually well you said you kind of started you said you've never been this excited to open cards in so long and why can't we just keep that you know pokemon it's all about nostalgia why can't we keep that why can't we keep that every single year i know that lately they've been giving us like shining faith champion's path dragon's majesty we've we've done stuff like that but it's never like this. It's still a lot of fluff. Even for a mini set, it's still a lot of fluff. Like if Shining Fates, there were a few cards we wanted. Champion's Path, it was Charizard V Max or Bust, basically. It was still fluff. So if you're going to give us a mini set, Pokemon, just remove it. Remove the fluff. If it's a mini set, make it as enjoyable as possible. Not because of the, the money you're going to get out of it. Because if you made the sets better quality in terms of the cards you could get, like, look at we're still paying the same amount for celebrations. More, actually. Like, I think this is like the first product I bought over value of actual what the, it's supposed to be. And just keep giving us standard packs. Give me standard five variety standard packs and then 10 mini packs of the set, just like celebrations. That's kind of one of the points I wanted to make. I kind of forgot about until you mentioned it. But those five packs from the ETB week from celebrations. So, like the one thing from the year in review, give me a pack from each set that was released that year in that ETB, including that specialty packs. Yeah, I mean, just like celebrations. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be awesome, and and we're curious to hear what you guys think too, because this is a weird topic, and we have actually had a lot of weeks filled with news, but because we don't this week, we get to talk about weird topics like this. Could Pokemon normalize a mini set or, or fine-tune the ones they've been giving us? Because Celebrations felt awesome, and yes, it's a 25th anniversary set. I'm not expecting callback cards every year, but there is something you can do with this, kind of like when they started making alternative arts. There's something you can latch onto with this and keep it moving, 
and really excite the community. Keep us a hold on to that. Keep the collectors in, keep the players in, and all of that. I think there's just a great opportunity for that. Is there anything else you'd like to add on that point? No, I think we hit every single mark about this whole thing. It's, I'd love something more like this. And again, if you haven't gotten a chance to find the product, go out there and look. This is just a celebrations episode. This is purely what it's going to be talking about. Go find your celebrations if you can. Don't spend $3 billion on it, but if you can get it, go get it. Because I, we can't explain enough how much fun it was to open yeah. If you're patient enough, you will find it. Even when they sell, when they release the day of, stores put out extra shelving for it. So, like I said, they're being printed in three waves so far. There will be some a point that you'll be able to get access to it. There it is. We're curious to hear what you guys think. So, if you want to share your feelings with us about these mini sets, this was a jumbled episode. This was a soapbox rant in a good way. I think we had a good conversation about it. If you have any thoughts, feel free to share that with us. Thank you all so much for listening this week. That's about it for us. Again, if you have a chance to, go find the set. If not, though, be ready for Fusion Arts. we got a really cool set coming out in about four weeks. So we'll start talking about that very, very soon. Bringing in that third art is going to be phenomenal for the standard meta. Thank you all so much for supporting the show as you do each and every week. We appreciate the listens, the messages, all that you guys give to us. It's It keeps us going every single week. and Coming from both Joe and I and the rest of the team, we all really appreciate you guys. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.